Next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU football once again trending nationally after a Mountain West Conference power move. How does this latest domino affect the Cougars? I have a mustache. Cody Hoffman making an impact at NFL rookie camp. A Washington Redskins insider on what BYU's all-time leading receiver has to do to make the league. Plus, what would it take for you to consider rejoining the Mountain West Conference as a BYU fan? Oh, we're doing it big. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts... Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation on your radio and TV presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. It is Tuesday, May 20th, and I can't focus on anything except Jerem's mustache. If I had a nickel, man, for every time I heard that one. I, I figured, can't even I don't even have a nickname for you today. It's I don't even I don't even know if this is actually classified as a mustache, but I'm uh, attempting to grow one. I figure through Memorial Day and all that I kind of Get it going. Heck no. <laughs> Thanks, Larry Chris Koviak, who had a mustache, at I think, back point, in the day. At yeah. one point. Yeah. It takes a certain kind of guy to have a mustache. I don't think I'm that guy as you're seeing and hearing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then why, Jerem? Why? At McMinn 5, is that a mustache or a makeup malfunction? <laughs> <laughs> well played, McMinn 5. <laughs> Okay, what are we doing besides talking about mustache, man? Sports. Mate? That's right. We're talking about sports, wherever and however you may be joining us. Great to have you with us. Join our conversation, oh, by the way, 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Jerem may just shave his mustache for all of you if you use BYUSN enough. I literally brought a razor today thinking maybe it was a mistake <laughs> and, and some shaving cream just in case. You're either Jimmy, all in or you're not. Jimmy. Yeah, that's true. In this show, in BYU Sports Nation. As well. Jimmy Fallon one time grew a beard for a while, and then he shaved different parts of it during the show. <laughs> like, they'd go to break, and they'd shave a certain part. and go back. That was fun. We'll have to work that into the show somehow. Jerem will uh, shave a certain por- portion of his mustache, depending, yeah. depending on well, things, how things some, go. Some background here. It's BYU, where BYU employees can't have a beard, right? So you come back from a little vacay, you know, have some scruff. Not talking to you, HR. <laughs> but a well-groomed mustache is acceptable <laughs> under the code of honor, right? Is that a well-groomed mustache? <laughs> it's probably, is it gr- does grooming imply being able to brush through it? <laughs> I can't. It's oh, so short. Oh, so wow. Feel like a it's good to have grader. you back. Well rested, Jerem Jordan, mustache and all. Listen to the show, noon Eastern on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Watch the simulcast live on BYU TV and on BYUTV.org. Rise and shout. It's time for a Tuesday edition of What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one Mountain West Power Move. Kind of. Okay, so the Mountain West Conference comes out yesterday. Their commissioner, Craig Thompson, a guy that BYU fans are really fond of. Um, <laughs> and Not. He, he makes a political move by saying that along with the SEC and ACC, the Mountain West Conference is discussing, they're having a discussion about how they will approach scheduling BYU in the future. Why would the Mountain West Conference do this? Well, I'll say this much. They are not saying that they're the ACC and the SEC. However, the timing's interesting. this is a timely power move by Craig Thompson because BYU is being talked about. The Mountain West Conference is going to get way more noticed because BYU is a hot topic with the Power Five conferences. So this is all about timing. Isn't it interesting that BYU is trending nationally? Isn't that interesting with this topic? 
I mean, I was looking at some major college football sites and seeing BYU and the ACC and that announcement was there. I mean, we're, we're not just discussing things that are relevant to BYU fans per se, but it's BYU in a national scope. That's what's going on here. And for the Mountain West, through an article by Dennis Dodd on CBSSports.com, at first I wanted to give Hare Thompson the benefit of the doubt <laughs> because I thought, well, maybe Dennis Dodd's asking the questions and he's answering them. But there is no platform where Craig Thompson – doesn't try and push the agenda of the Mountain West Conference. That's his job as the commissioner. I think he does a good job of doing that. However, the relationship with BYU is a sour one. And so this is interesting to hear those comments uh, after all that's kind of happened right now with BYU. In a roundabout way, I feel like this is a move by Craig Thompson and the Mountain West Conference to put some pressure on BYU, saying you need a conference, more specifically I think maybe you need us, BYU, because we're at least a part of the group of hmm. five outside of the power five that does G5s have— G5s and P5s. Yes, there are G5s and P5s. The G5, not an airplane uh, or whatever it is, <laughs> okay, is the group of five conferences not included in the power five. So the Sun Belt, the American, the, the Mountain West, the MAC, okay? We're talking about those conferences. They still have an auto bid. The best team among those five conferences will get to play in one of those New Year's Day big bowl games. The best out of five. Now, this is not the college football playoff. These are the other bowl games around New Year's Day. They're calling them the New Year's Six. I think it's the phrase being used right now. Yes. So one of those teams does have a loophole into the New Year's Six. BYU does not have that loophole, and so I think he's like Army and Navy. It's kind of saying, "Hey, at least we've got this. At least we've got this, and now we, as a conference, can decide what we're going to do about scheduling you in the future." Yeah, to me, it's first about scheduling, and then second about that. But this is interesting because uh, I saw one tweet that said this, and I agree to a certain degree on this. Um, th- th- uh, like BYU discussing its access into the top four is an important thing, but. Someone said it's like the Jacksonville Jaguars discussing whether their route to the Super Bowl is better through the AFC or the NFC. BYU's going to have to have a season among all seasons. Undefeated. To be able to do that. I'm more concerned about, okay, is BYU being seen? Are they happy? Are they making enough money? Are they going to be on the in crowd when the line's drawn? That's more important to me than access to the top four. I know that the knee-jerk reaction is... I can't believe the Mountain West Conference would do this. This is, this is pathetic. We, we left them. We're, we're better than them. It's, it's not about this. This is, this is a political move by Craig Thompson to get noticed. Like you said, he has an agenda. He wants the he Mountain West Conference to be agenda. out there. Yeah, he did the right thing probably to take this while it's a hot topic to get noticed. And so that's what he did. Here's some of what he said too. Yeah. We're playing, it's talking about scheduling BYU, scheduling philosophy. We're playing them, BYU, more out of history, geography, and convenience than schedule strength. Mm. Now that will bite me in the backside, but you know what I'm saying. We have a history with them. Yeah, you do have a history with them. And he also said, quote, BYU needs a place to land, end quote, meaning they, they need a conference. No, no, no. He didn't say that. It was a source. Oh, it was a source that, that said, said BYU that. needs, oh, his source said that. Not Thompson, but yeah, Dodd. Dennis Dodd had a source that said that. So, so with that in mind, then, then it pushed to a question from Dennis Dodd, it, it seems like, which was, okay, well, what do you think? And then, and then the door, he kind of put the his, – his phrasing is such that uh, it's kind of like, hey, the door is open to come back. We'll point. leave the light on for you, BYU, if you want to come back. And guess what? 
the Mountain West Conference would welcome BYU back with open arms. So yes, they would. Here's what people are not talking about. They're getting so caught up in the fact that the Mountain West Conference would, how dare they discuss whether BYU should be scheduled or not. It's not about that. This they'll, is a power move. They'll still schedule them. And, and that's what he said. We will continue to play them a lot. Which brings us to the stat of the day, yo. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Holler, it takes this age to rent a car. 25, BYU will play 25 games against Mountain West Conference schools in the next 10 years. 10 with Boise State, that's every year. 5 with Utah State, and then 2 with Nevada, Nevada, San Jose State, UNLV, Fresno State, and Hawaii. They're going to play a lot of games. Yeah, they will. And I like a handful of games with the Mountain West. I don't like playing on CBS Sports Network in road games. It creates a logistical nightmare for me as a producer. You only have six to eight minutes <laughs> to be able to use those highlights between now and January 14th. That literally happened with several games. That's what happens on our end. But uh, in terms of viewing uh, them, playing them, I mean, there's some history with these teams. I like scheduling some Mountain West teams. And guess what? BYU is going to play the best Mountain West teams the next couple of years. Look at 2015. BYU plays five Mountain West teams. Okay. Boise State, good. Fresno State, good. Utah State Pretty at home. Pretty good. And then on the road at San Jose State. Lost there last time BYU played. Them. Yeah, I'm sure. and at UNLV, Cougar that's, Stadium that's South, as Brian Keel called it. That's for the Vegas fans. This is the hidden message, everybody. We want BYU back. The Mountain West Conference wants BYU back. Again, they'll leave the light on for the Cougars while they're in Independence to say, "Hey, we're still here. We are still here." That's what. That's what I ultimately took from last night's reading the article by Dennis Dodd, who spoke with Craig Thompson, the commissioner is we need BYU, and so we're going to leave the light on. But this is a way for us to maybe open the door and, and create some more conversation and just, just kind of put it out there, put the, the court, feelers out there. The court of public opinion is out there, right, yes. on BYU and the Mountain West Conference. I don't think B- – I know BYU doesn't want to go back to the Mountain West. I want to say something that's interesting, though. Boise State has a similar TV deal as BYU with ESPN. I think some people kind of know this, but I want to make sure it's clear. Boise State has the same kind of deal. They have five home games on ESPN, and then they'll have one on CBS Sports Network that ESPN chose to not pick up. That's against Louisiana Lafayette. That's like the Savannah State BYU TV game that likely will happen this year. Uh, the, the, the weakest game goes something else. They have their home games on ESPN. Hmm. What if BYU had its home games on ESPN Would, and, and BYU TV could be maximized in some way? Would BYU then... Uh, mind a possible return to the Mountain West. Just throwing it out there. That will lead us into our Twitter conversation, which is what would it take for BYU fans to accept rejoining the Mountain West Conference? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Oh, Strong yeah. responses already. We are going there. <laughs> but first. I'm not saying BYU should go to the Mountain West. I'm just saying what if yes. they gave BYU <sighs> what it wanted with that? BYU left because they weren't having, uh, they weren't being seen. That but was now, a huge what if you have part carte blanche? What if they were? What if you have carte blanche? You can do whatever you want. Just join the conference. And BYU didn't play, have to play in Laramie. What? You have 30 <laughs> seconds to respond if you haven't already using the hashtag BYUSN in hopes, that, in hopes that you will get a response on before we end this first break. Uh, Edward Fusi, BYU football player on the Remington watch list, one of 64 centers uh, named to that list, which awards the nation's best center in college football. The Bleacher Report ranked the top five jerseys in college football this season and included BYU's Royal, white, and black jersey nice. combos in addition to the regular unis. That's cool. BYU's, uh, that's nice that someone acknowledges old school BYU as having something cutting edge. Absolutely. Let's go to the Twitter machine. 
you got tweets. What would it take for BYU fans to accept rejoining the Mountain West Conference? <laughs> we go to at JMG Kugman. <laughs> Systematic destruction of all other college athletic conferences in the U.S. <laughs> Even then, BYU would join a Nicaraguan league before the Mountain West. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay. We knew we were going to press uh, a certain button with yeah. BYU fans when we yep. did this. Mm-hmm. It was by design. Yes. At True Blue, no you. It would take a hair Thompson apocalypse. <laughs> okay. All right. The second hair Thompson reference we've had on this show. <laughs> At Leif Peebler, I don't see any scenario where BYU goes back to the Mountain West Conference as long as Craig Thompson is still there. That is a scientific fact. It would join the American first. Yeah, the most Absolutely. patriotic league outside of the Patriot League. Use the right? hashtag BYUSN. To add your well-cogitated tweets to this conversation. <laughs> Up next, we check in with the NFL rookie camps on the East Coast. Washington Redskins insider on Cody Hoppin and what he needs to do to make the team. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan reunited. Live in Studio B. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Oh, by the way, there's weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYU Radio.org, and the BYU Radio iOS app. Hey, Football Media Day is June 23rd, coming up here on BYU TV. Join us for web chats, a couple hours of live studio programming, and a day full of BYU football stuff. It's going to be great. We'll get you ready for the 2014 season, June 23rd. We are simulcast on BYU TV. We also love the Twitter machine. Use the hashtag BYUSN to send in your responses. Hey, our question today is, what would it take for BYU fans to accept rejoining the Mountain West Conference? We've already had some epic responses. More of those to come. Joining BYU Sports Nation from the nation's capital, Tarek El-Bashir, Washington Redskins insider for Comcast Sportsnet Washington. Tarek. You had an opportunity to watch rookie camp and notably Cody Hoppin firsthand along with a bunch of other rookie guys. What was your first impression of BYU's all-time leading receiver? Well, the first thing that stood out is the fact that he's almost six foot four, and that's something the Redskins have been lacking for a number of years in their roster is a big target wide receiver. Uh, you know, the tallest guy on their roster right now is Leonard Hankerson. He's six foot two, and he's also out of action right now after uh, tearing a couple of ligaments in his knee midway through last season. So one of the things the Redskins really needed to address in the draft was a big target wide receiver. They kicked some tires in free agency, weren't able to come to terms with anybody. So, you know, I, I would say Cody Hoffman, his size certainly puts him in the running for a spot on this roster. You know, it's really hard to say uh, how good a guy looked in rookie camp because for the most part he's going up against defensive backs who aren't going to be anywhere near an NFL roster right. in a couple of weeks. Uh, that said, you know, his size stood out. You know, he, he's, not, he's not a burner. He's not, he's not the fastest guy on the field, but he made some nice catches. You can see he has a big uh, catch radius. Uh, he has some really nice hands. And when we talked to Jay Gruden afterwards, he said he really likes the way he runs his route. You wrote a blog uh, about, uh, in, about Cody, and you interacted with Cody. I guess your impressions of him off the field, having spoken with him now. Yeah, you know, he was really sharp. Uh, I, I enjoyed talking to him. Talked to him for about five minutes after the, the fourth uh, session at Redskins Park. And, you know, the one thing that really stood out to me was the fact that he kept coming back to the fact that he said, maybe I need to work harder. Uh, he, he made it sound to me like, you know, his athleticism, his size, really helped him in college football. But going undrafted kind of underscored to him that, 
you got to take your work ethic and your effort level to another level to make it in the NFL. And he sounded really determined to, to, to fix whatever problems, you know, caused him to slip off of draft boards. You know, he, he thought that he told me he thought he was going to go in the fifth or sixth round, you know, seventh round at the latest, and actually he ended up sliding all the way out. So he's certainly a determined young man right now. Tarek El-Bashir, Washington Redskins insider for Comcast Sportsnet Washington, also wrote for 13 years for the Washington Post on BYU Sports Nation. The Redskins have a new head coach, Jay Gruden, and I read in your article that, that Coach Gruden mentioned Cody and the emphasis on special teams being the way that he really makes this roster. Besides special teams, what else does Cody have to do to impress Coach Gruden and make, for, uh, make a certain spot for him in the 53? You know, I, I would say he's going to have to be very, very uh, uh, good throughout the summer. You know, one thing that Jay Gruden, and we're still getting to know him, but he likes consistency. He doesn't want a guy who's going to be a flash in the pan and, you know, have a, a really good OTA and then a bad mini camp and then another good OTA session. He looks for guys that are steady, that are good every single day, that bring the work ethic and the focus and the energy level every single day. Uh, you know, when you look at the Redskins roster, the top three wide receivers are locked in. Pierre Garçon, Deshaun Jackson, Andre Roberts. That right there is one, two, three. Maybe not necessarily in that order. <laughs> I think uh, Garçon might have something to say about that. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, that, that, those three guys are locked in. But then you look at the, the next uh, group of players. The Redskins have typically kept six wide receivers in the roster. They got Leonard Hankerson, who I mentioned earlier. They got Aldrick Robinson, who's a small guy who's really, really fast, but really hasn't been consistent throughout his NFL career. And then you got Santana Moss, who at 34 years old, you know, it, he, I think the Redskins would like for him to stick around. But if you look at his contract and the, and the very little bit of um, guaranteed money that's in it, you know, he's certainly not guaranteed of anything. So, you know, there are three jobs that are going to be open for, for Cody to, to reach up and grab one if he is consistent throughout the offseason. What kind of role do you see Cody having on the team if he makes the 53? You know, if you look at his production in college and, you know, the receptions jump out at you, the yards jump out at you, you know those are all BYU records. But it's those 33 touchdowns that I think make everyone's eyebrows uh, uh, raise a little bit because when you look at the Redskins, uh, you know, they're going to be transitioning from a run-first team to a more balanced team under Gruden. And right now they just don't have anyone – that you know, when they're inside the 20-yard line, that makes them a red zone threat uh, uh, through the air. That is, so I, I would say you know he would be that guy who would be you know lurking in the corner of the end zone or, or you know um, you know somewhere around that goalpost, looking in the back of the end zone to catch a pass, use that height and that leaping ability to go up and get the ball. No question, Cody Hoffman is a red zone target. We're talking with Tarek, uh, Tarek El Bashir of Comcast Sportsnet Washington on BYU Sports Nation. I read the other day that Mel Kuyper, uh, in one of his insider articles from ESPN, said that Cody Hoffman could potentially, because of his size, slide over to maybe play tight end. Is there any chance that because he's so big that he would fill that role for the Redskins? You know, I, I don't think the Redskins are looking at him as a potential tight end target. I, I, you know, he's got the height. I don't know if he has the size. Because you know, the one thing Jay Gruden really likes with his uh, interior offensive lineman and his and his um, uh, tight end is size, not just height, but also just mass. Yeah. And you know, uh, Jordan Reed is kind of a star in making here in in, in Washington, former Florida tight end, and uh, he reported a little bit light 
you know, 245 pounds was a little bit light to Jay Gruden. So I just don't see uh, Hoffman being able to put on the kind of weight that would allow him to be a tight end. They also already have uh, uh, three tight ends on the roster, and they're probably looking for another who's going to be a blocking specialist. I, I, I would say he, he's going to be uh, a wide receiver. Gotcha. Tark, uh, walk us through the schedule that Cody has uh, the next couple weeks as he continues to try and make the 53 uh, through the summer. Well, you know, the first introduction to uh, uh, the Redskins program came over the weekend in rookie camp. Uh, what's next for him? They have OTAs beginning on May 27th. That's when all of the veterans are going to come in there. And that's when you're really going to get a look, if you're Jay Gruden and your general manager, Bruce Allen, what he can do against NFL corners, against NFL safeties, uh, running some more sophisticated routes. You know, the one thing about rookie camp is not only are you going up against guys who aren't going to be anywhere near the league, you're also inundated with uh, information. You know, the, the, the one thing that, that Cody told me was, man, you know, this is a grind. It's classroom, it's workout, classroom again, practice, then back to the classroom. He tried to learn so much in the span of 72 hours. You know, a lot of players were out there thinking and not reacting. By the time he gets to OTAs on May 27th, the thinking has to be over. It's got to be about reacting. He's going to have to be sure in his routes. He's got to know where he's supposed to be, when to cut off routes, uh, quick in and out of his breaks. If he's not thinking anymore and he's now reacting, you know, he's going to get a chance to, to um, show him what he can do. Um, you know, and, and the other big question is, we saw what he could do against tryout cornerbacks. What can he do against D'Angelo Hall? What can he do against Brandon Merriweather? What can he do against a second-round draft pick from last year, David Amerson? You know, that's when you can really measure how far a guy uh, uh, needs to go in order to, to win a job on this roster. He's going to be one of, I would say, 11 or 12 wide receivers invited to training camp. That's a 90-man roster in the NFL. But then they're going to go from 12 to 6 at some point before that first game. And so that's a lot of guys who are going to get cut. If he's, if he's five or six, you know, I, I think he's got a very good chance of sticking. Tarek Elbashir, Redskins insider for Comcast Sportsnet Washington, joining BYU Sports Nation, talking specifically about BYU rookie Cody Hoffman and how he fits in potentially to that 53-man roster. You bring up uh, D'Angelo Hall and the high-profile cornerbacks that the Redskins feature. How much of an opportunity will Cody have to compete against those guys in camp? Well, you know, if you were to base it on the way uh, camp was run under Mike Shanahan, and of course now it's Jay Gruden, so we don't really know yeah. exactly um, um, you know, how much time he's going to give to the, to the fringe players. But I, I would imagine that, you know, based on my conversation with, with, with Gruden, he's really intrigued. He really wants to see what this kid can do. It's one of those things where he's got to make a strong first impression. If he goes out there on day one of training camp, makes a couple of nice catches, shows – you know, and that's when the entire front office is going to be out there evaluating. Shows them that he can hang. You know, I, I think they're going to give him every chance to play his way onto or off of this roster. Um, you, you know, I mean, he's not going to get as many reps as Deshaun Jackson, Pierre Garcon, and Andre Roberts. We know that. Uh, you know, the the, the the Redskins are getting those three guys ready to, to take on you know a major role with the Redskins. You know, starting in uh, early September. But you know what? I mean, history has shown that you need that fourth, fifth, and sixth wide receiver as well, especially if uh, you know um, they have a special skill set. And we know, as we were just saying about Cody, it's that red zone target, it's that size. So I, I expect him to, to, you know, I would say he'd get into three or four, uh, or maybe all four preseason games. Uh, you know, a guy like him is probably going to get his biggest run in games number two and games number four in the preseason. 
because, um, you know, number four is where the, the Redskins are really evaluating those last few guys to make the roster. So, you know, if he has a good game two and a good game four, I, I'd say he has a pretty decent job. Tarek El-Bashir, Redskins insider for CSNWashington.com, is on BYU Sports Nation. What are some of your perceived strengths and weaknesses for Cody Hoffman? Well, you know, the, the one thing I would say that jumped out at me was his hands, because there were a number of routes um, uh, that, that he ran. That, and they, were, they were very crisp routes, and like I said, he has a wide catch radius. You can see he has those sure hands, those powerful hands. He reaches out, and he plucks the ball out of the air. Uh, you know, I mean, he looks the part. The one thing that also stood out to me was his lack of burst off the line. You know, uh, uh, watching him out there against some of the rookies, it's really hard to uh, gauge speed because you're not seeing him against Deshaun Jackson or, or Pierre Garçon. Um, you're not able to compare, compare him against, you know, uh, pro bowlers. But it still stood out a little bit that he doesn't have that, that, that suddenness, that burst, that twitchiness that everyone talks about that, you know, would make you a surefire um, uh, player in the NFL, but you know what? There's a guy here named Art Monk who made a very long, distinguished career for himself in Washington. He wasn't the fastest guy either. Uh, all he did was catch touchdowns. <laughs> so, you know, um, uh, every single year there's, there's a couple guys who not only are surprises to make the roster, then they become su- surprise contributors during the season. So uh, with a strong training camp, uh, I know the Redskins like him. It wouldn't be a surprise to see him make it. Tark, given that Jay Gruden likes the big physical receiver with that wide, rangy target area, does this benefit Cody more for him to be on the Redskins uh, than uh, a number of other NFL teams? Absolutely. Because, you know, like I said at, at, at the outset, the one thing this roster does not have is a tall, wide receiver. Their tallest guy is six foot two. Uh, and the one thing that Gruden has made very clear in all of his post game, uh, sorry, in all, in all of his press conferences, is the fact that he wants to find somebody that he can develop as his big target wide receiver. They didn't get one in the draft. They didn't get one in free agency. That's still a need on the roster. So, that, you know, just coming in, you look at the, the 11, 12 guys that are currently on the roster at wide receiver, the one thing that jumps off the page is Hoffman at six foot three and a half. You know, I, that certainly uh, is going to help him uh, over the other fringe guys who are battling for one of those last jobs. Tark Elbashir, Redskins insider for Comcast Sportsnet Washington. Great insight on Cody Hoffman. I dare say we'll probably be bothering you again sometime during the summer and in the preseason, if that's okay. Anytime. You may call anytime, guys. Thanks. All Thanks, right, Tark. Tark. Thanks so much. Wow. Cody Hoffman, this was a calculated move. We, he, we, he was adamant when he signed the deal with Washington to get it out to his Twitter followers. I am taking my talents to Washington. He knew exactly where he wanted like to he go. He made a decision based off of situation and that buzzword we talked about so much, fit. So interesting to, to hear his observations, many of which we kind of knew, right, having seen it, but in that environment now. Hopefully Cody can make it happen, make the 53 of it. He's got a great shot. Yes, he does. Just based on the numbers from what we heard from Tarek El-Bashir, Redskins insider. Up next, Jeremy and I go back to BYU football and discuss independence versus the Mountain West Conference. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. If you so choose, you can follow the newly 
mustache riddled Jerem Jordan at Jerem Jordan. I'm going to keep that away from my avatar. Spencer underscore Linton. <laughs> hey, log on to BYUTVSports.com today for the latest in BYU Sports news with articles, interviews, highlights, everything you could ever imagine with BYU Sports. It will be there. Probably, well, we can't guarantee. As well as access to hundreds of games in the film room. This is cool. Go, go check it out. Go watch Cody Hoffman's greatest hits. Uh, by hits, I mean catches. Yes. Uh, in the film. <laughs> BYUTVSports.com. There's so much good today. stuff. There's yeah, it's, plenty it's to keep you busy until we get to the season opener. I've, I've literally woken up in the middle of the night with like my young child and watched a game that I'd never seen. You know, some classic game on Why BYUTV. Not? It's, it's fun. Why not? And then I see Tom Homel in the 80s, and I saw a real mustache. That's what I saw. Yeah, that dude had had a a solid mustache. Get involved with BYU Sports Nation using the hashtag BYUSN. Our Twitter question today, what would it take for you to reconsider joining the Mountain West Conference, BYU? Keep your responses coming. A lot of, lot of fun responses <laughs> with this one, I'll tell you that. Recapping some of our top headlines, the Mountain West Conference yesterday, in an article released by CBSSports.com's Dennis Dodd, he spoke with Craig Thompson, the Mountain West Conference commissioner. They said they're having discussions about how they will approach BYU scheduling in the future. Yeah, no, no, no answer, no definitive statement or anything. It just got brought up at a meeting in Phoenix, uh, May 5th or the 7th. Immediately, the ACC and SEC got brought into this conversation. People saying, oh, what, now the Mountain West Conference is saying that they're the Atlantic Coast Conference and that they're the SEC? No. I'll give that to the Mountain West Conference. They did not try and say that they are those Power 5 conferences, but they took advantage of a timely situation to get noticed. There's a platform. I think Dennis Dodd did the most, right? Man. He's People written, reading he's his articles. two major articles about BYU, BYU in the last two are. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're taking notice. Here's the thing. The ACC and the SEC are still going to schedule BYU. Yeah, there was a quote in that article that jumped out at me that said this from Tom Hummel in reference to the ACC and SEC. Basically, I'm just trying to get them to let us play the games and that they would not make a, de- uh, a big deal about it. We're still scheduling games against those schools. Okay, signed, sealed, delivered. Yeah, I, I mentioned it uh, last week. What was it, 31 games in the next 12 seasons against P5s? BYU's still going to have those games. They, they will, will still have the opportunity in the national stage to make an impact and get meaningful wins. So why then the emphasis from the ACC and the SEC to do this, to say we are not going to consider BYU – as a Power 5 non-conference opponent. Why? Well, we broke this down. Here's something that people are not talking about. If the ACC and the SEC include BYU in this Power 5 regular season non-conference schedule, You're like Notre Dame. Yep, you are are like Notre Dame. Then BYU, they have a legitimate argument that they should be part of the postseason financial pie that goes with bowl games and bowl game tie-ins. If they get in. Yeah. Like Notre Dame. BYU is not Notre Dame. That's not going to happen. It won't. So that's why the SEC and ACC are kind of looking around at each other with the other with the Pac-12, Big 12, Big 10 going, uh, no. I understand it. Mike I, Slide, I get yeah. it. Mike Slide, the SEC commissioner, told Tom Homo, we're still going to schedule you guys. We're still going to schedule games. Like, that's, that's going to happen. But Yeah, yeah Tom Homo said it. They're not going to give BYU the distinction of being a Power 5 non-conference opponent. I get it. Because... It's all about money in the end. Was it? An, yes. Yes. <laughs> I was annoyed when the ACC said that last week. But guess what? I totally get it. I do. BYU's got to fight its way in. 
And you do that by winning and doing it right now. You want the same exemptions as Notre Dame? Win consistently on a national Start level your program like Notre Dame. In the 1910s and win a bunch. But right oh, now, it's, it's the, the quick fix is non existent. Yes. It's not happening. Trevor Maddich joined us last week and told us it all boils down to one thing in college football. When it comes down to it, college football is not about being inclusive. It's not about being nice to, to people on the bubble. Yeah. It's about pro- protecting proprietary cash flow. Money! It's all about the dollar-dollar bills, y'all. Johnny Manziel agrees. Man, so where does BYU stand now? Taking into consideration money and contracts and all this stuff. Listen to these quotes from two prominent college football writers as we continue this discussion. Stuart Mandel of Sports Illustrated said, quote, In 2010, I thought going independent would help BYU shed the non-AQ stigma. Wrong. In new system, it's worse off than if they had stayed in the Mountain West Conference. No, no. That is so wrong. That is such. uh, They're in the same uh, situation. How are they worse off? (laughs) <laughs> they're not. They're not. Like, like, oh, with the, with the power, uh, getting into the top four? Here's the problem. That might happen once in the next Here's the problem. several years. He's a Sports Illustrated writer, and people buy into what he says. He also said BYU is toxic to schedulers. T- really? Toxic? They're toxic to Nebraska and Michigan and Wisconsin and all these teams that they've scheduled. West Virginia. At FedEx Field, where the Redskins play in 2017. Arizona at the University of Phoenix Stadium in 2017. I mean, there's, there's a ton of teams that BYU is going to play. Notre Dame with four games. Still not specified, but those are top-tier G5 are teams. Yes. Boise State. Fresno State. I mean, BYU's playing. They're, they're, BYU's trying to play Houston. as solid a schedule as they can. Central they Florida. Cincinnati. Toxic? That's just, that's just silly. Now, Ralph Russo, writer for the AP College Football, he says, serious question for BYU fans instead of my snarky cracks. And he, 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 one, had, he at one point said, hey, don't worry, BYU. The Sun Belt still has plenty of spots open. Come on, dude. Really? Come on, man. Them is, them is fighting words. Okay, so he continues on. What is your team playing for? What is the goal? That's the problem with independence. And this lit a fire What's across BYU sports You nation. play to win the game. Okay, what if BYU's in the Mountain West Conference and they win the championship? So what? What does that mean? It means maybe right now. You get a little trophy that maybe no one saw you win. And if you're not the highest ranked best team in the G5 category, you're not going to get to play in a New Year's Day bowl game anyway. And you play in what bowl game? The Las Vegas The Vegas? Been there, done that, dude. (laughs) We're going to Miami. We're going to Miami. (laughs) going to Florida. I don't get how it's any different. BYU financially is able to take home their own TV money. They're able to be on ESPN. I would love the context of a conference season. I would. But uh, that's not the case for BYU. So I think BYU plays more exciting schedules. I think that you don't have to go to Laramie. I think that uh, you can play Wisconsin and Notre Dame and these teams. Yes, BYU lost those games. But you get to play those games. What happens when BYU wins those games? You get access, exposure. You're in the ESPN conference. ESPN's trying to schedule games with BYU. BYU ESPN probably uh, helped get BYU into the Miami Beach Bowl. Stuff like that. We are reasonable people, so we have taken a step back and we're looking at independence versus Mountain West Conference. Jeremy, you brought up the context of a championship. Yes, that BYU makes things more interesting. Won 11 games. Been there, done that, dude. It gives you meaningful November games. Yes, that would be because you're in a conference. They, if you win, though, those, all those November games are meaningful. 
Now, for me, I would maybe, maybe start to think about it like 2% if BYU was given the Boise State exception where they can have their home games on ESPN. They've got TV rights and all this stuff. Now we're talking. And And Craig Thompson's now the commissioner. Now I'm like, all right, (laughs) let's think think about it. Like, Like, right now it's like... Uh, you know, Voldemort and Harry Potter, it's like, don't even talk about yeah, it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> BYU like, in the Mountain West Conference again. This is not based on any rumors or anything. This is just us thinking. Yeah, I man. would rather BYU be in the Big 12 and be in the middle of the pack for a while and maybe even the bottom. We're seeing that with Utah. That's been the cost of being in the Pac-12. They, they aren't competing included. right now. But, but I want to be in. I do. The and last stipulation is no, you have to play no road games in Laramie. All games against and Wyoming no are home. And Laramie. Okay. That, that's then, what it then would maybe, say. maybe we'll dis- <laughs> we'll discuss to a minor degree. And in basketball, that would be a great move. But I I understand it's all about football. I get it. It's the driving force. Okay. Overall, your schedule will take a hit if you go back to the Mountain West Conference. Less exciting. The Cougars are all in on independence. Several contracts with teams in the future, which L- we have discussed. Listen, this this is the thing that got me this morning when we talked about this. BYU is all in in independence. All. In because financially they con- obligated, they have contracts with so many different teams through 2025. Yeah, I've got BYU for somewhere somewhere in the range of 75 games scheduled <laughs> in the future. You're gonna have to cancel all that. How much money would it pay to buy out those contracts? Or, uh, oh my goodness, BYU's all in like for Indy for a while. Okay, here independent pros. Freedom! Freedom! ESPN contract. Exposure and access, which has been the overwhelming theme of all of this. Okay? You want exposure and access for your fans. You want to be able to see BYU and not have to pay exorbitant fees to watch them on the channel that must not be named. And maybe and get the same amount of money as Wyoming in TV revenue. That's just stupid. Exciting schedule. If you don't believe me, look at the future schedules for BYU. And you're in way more of a prime position to join a Power 5 conference as an independent. See, you now, are. See, now, I'm not sure on that, and I think that's a bigger discussion that we'll probably not have right now. But BYU is in no man's land right now in that they're, they're trying to become a suitor for a Power 5 at some point, right? I mean, uh, what's BYU doing right now? We're playing... BYU's an independent to uh, have exposure and access, win as many games as they can. Uh, but eventually... You want to be on the in crowd. And eventually, you want to be in a power five. Like, let's say the line's drawn, and there's, I've been screaming this the last couple of days. There's an in and an out crowd, right? The in, you're going to have to be in a conference. You will at some point. BYU has to be in a conference at some point. Not the Mountain West Conference, though. <laughs> that's what everyone's saying that's <laughs> watching and listening right now. <laughs> no! Not Please, the Mountain no. West! <laughs> What would it take for BYU fans to accept rejoining the Mountain West Conference? That is our Twitter conversation. Tweet, tweet. At True Blue Clint, we keep our own TV deal plus share their profits. Hair, Craig Thompson, admits we are the best thing about the conference. <laughs> he has to say that in some press conference. <laughs> you will admit this in front of a national uh, outlet, whatever. I mean, but. <laughs> BYU's picky because they're a little different, you know? Like, be, people that, like Ralph Rousseau, that say, what's the point of being independent? They don't get why, how BYU works. Exposure and access. BYU's bigger than these other teams. They just are. Well, that's your bigoted point of view from being a BYU fan. BYU fans are all over the country. ESPN has a contract with BYU. 
How many other independents have that? Yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah, nope. Nope. It's because they're indie. I get it. But at David R. Rogers CPA, I think the only reason we go back is if we can't schedule solid games anymore. Until then, independence is awesome. Yes. Yes. When, when indie doesn't work, you have to, you'll have to change it. Unless there's something better before then. You know what? Let's just start winning games, starting with August 29th. Countdown to Connecticut. 101. Tomorrow is 100. We are, we are double digits in two days. Believe it. What would it take for BYU fans to accept rejoining the Mountain West Conference? Is there anything out there for you? We'll discuss more of that next. Plus, we play big deal, no deal. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, sponsored in part by National Processing, credit card processing for your business needs. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Videos on BYUtv.org slash deviate. You just said that in a way that made me laugh. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Video, BYUtv.org slash DVR. And audio is on BYUsportsNation.com. Stay out my business, my business. Business needs. <laughs> okay, you know what I'm going to do right now? Big deal. You got it. I don't even get a respond. National processing sponsorship of Big Deal, No Deal is a big deal. Deal, not deal. We battle with this constantly. Credit card processing for your business needs. Deal, number one. Big deal, no deal. Cody (laughs) Hoffman is the tallest receiver on Redskins roster. See, Ben did it too. This is a big deal because Cody has a great opportunity now to make an NFL roster. Because of his size, he is unique to that roster. This is a huge opportunity for him. A very calculated move by Cody and his agent to go there because if he's cut, he's going to be the very last guy cut. I think he makes the roster. I was just trying to stare awkwardly at you in silence. It worked. No deal. No deal because who cares if he's tall if he's not uh, you know explosive enough or one of the best six receivers. He's got to prove himself in a lot of other areas. I'll give you that height is a good thing in that, but unless unless he has burst off the line and can compete against NFL corners, it's not going to matter. Maybe the bigger topic is what are the Redskins thinking not getting a big receiver? Well, how do they not have someone else? <laughs> like, I think that... Great for Cody. Hopefully he makes it's it. It's fantastic he's gotta, for he's Cody. Gotta, he's got to prove himself in other But areas. how are they in the position that they need an undrafted free agent to fill that gap? Kyle Van Noy is the, is the youngest, uh, tallest, and heaviest linebacker on the Lions, and Cody Hoffman is the tallest receiver on the Redskins. Huh? <laughs> Number two. Big deal, no deal. Ed Fusi named to the spring Remington watch list. This is a big deal because huh? BYU's offensive line was kind of patchwork, not kind of, just they were patchwork last year. Tons of injuries, not a whole lot of cohesiveness. I th- how many different starting lineups do they have on the offensive line? Every game, basically? Almost every game, I believe. I think all but one or two games, they had the Ten same different, starting offensive 11 line. 11 different guys started a game. Amazing. So the fact that Edward Fusi is named to a Remington watch list, which is given annually to the nation's best center, that's a big deal. They're saying this kid can play. No deal. It's May. Next. <laughs> Number three. Big deal, no deal. Tom Homo says BYU will continue to schedule ACC and SEC teams. Boom! Big deal. Tom Homo is the athletic director. He knows better than all of the rest of us combined what's going on with his program, especially the football deal. So the fact that he says, look, we're still going to play these teams, all right, that's a big deal to me. 
I'll go no deal because I didn't learn anything. I knew that BYU was already doing this. And Tom Homo forgets more about scheduling than we remember. Uh, and you B- say no deal? Is it, would it be a big deal if they said that we weren't scheduling those teams? Yes, because then they wouldn't be scheduling. BYU will still schedule. I did not learn anything. Okay, fine. BYU still going to do this. And Tom Homo already said, like, in other words, calm the heck down. You're entitled to your opinion. Number four. <laughs> Big deal, no deal. Craig Thompson tells CBS Sports the Mountain West Conference plays BYU out of history, <laughs> geography, and convenience, but not strength. Because this this statement features Craig Thompson, I'm going to say no deal. I <laughs> And I'm done. What do you got, Jerem? I have no comment on this. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, yeah, no deal. No deal. <laughs> like, like yes. BYU yes. will play the Mountain West. Guess what? Guess what? They're in a relationship, and they both need each other. Whether you want it okay, out of history, geography, and convenience. I know it's going to bite me in the backside. You're right. You know what? You're not winning any fans, Craig. You're not winning any fans saying stuff like that. You need BYU, and I'm going to say probably more than BYU needs you. Uh, the Mountain West Conference is needy, and they are the girl in this relationship. They're the needy yeah, girlfriend. I, yeah, I said it. <laughs> yeah. Come back, please. I'm sorry. <laughs> please. What would it I take? I don't really need you that much, but hey. I'll still hang out with you if you like. What would it take for BYU fans to accept rejoining the Mountain West Conference? Let's go to the Twitter machine. <laughs> tweet, tweet. <laughs> a needy girlfriend. The day BYU goes back to the Mountain West. Oh, uh, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> it's not gonna. Happen. I know, I know, it's not gonna. Happen. At Trevor underscore Li- at Trevor underscore Linton, he says. Uh, now let me pull it up. Yeah, what, I just, is he, I just what does he say, it just, it just disappeared. Outside an auto qualifier into an eight-team playoff in the future, the Mountain West Conference is death to Brigham. Hashtag, we scared the big four. All right. Up next, a loaded Cougar Whip Around, plus more of your tweets. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio Don't and BYU TV. Back. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Welcome back to the show. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. You made it through the whole show with that mustache. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm going for several days with this. I, don't I saw know you the... rub your upper lip and I thought some of it might come off. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the Cougar Whip Around. <laughs> it's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. UA Center Edward Fusi was named to the 2014 Remington Trophy Spring Watch List.com. This. The award is given to the most outstanding center in Division I college football. One of 64. Men's volleyball. Taylor Sander on his way to Bulgaria with Team USA Volleyball. I, I tweeted know Taylor yesterday and said, hey, you have BYU Sports Nation karma. Favorite. Yep, I gave it to him. Can I say my Bulgarian you, yeah, that say I know? Bulgarian, please. Azgavoria Bulgarski Monogodobre. That means I speak Bulgarian fluently. <laughs> That's all I know. Uh, yeah, Taylor, to quote him, he said, off to Bulgaria. Bulgaria. For my first World League trip with Team USA. Good luck, Taylor. By the way, uh, Team BYU uh, is in Europe. They've been in Croatia. Uh, I think they visited Prague. They've been in some, according to Instagram, uh, some sweet waterfalls and played some matches. The cool thing is they, they went to some gyms around where uh, Kresmir Chosic played basketball. Ooh, nice. And Kresmir Chosic's daughter attended one of their matches. The, the legendary BYU basketball player. It's pretty stinking cool. That is really cool. Yeah. Uh, also, when you said Instagram, uh, you know Instagram. people like, hey, have, have you, uh, have you, did you see my Insta? Now it's just because my Insta. My Insta. Mm-hmm. 
Oh. Totes, totes cray, bro. <laughs> We're so lazy with our English. Tomorrow on the show, Kyle Collinsworth. We promised him last week some crazy things happened in the college football world, and we got pushed back to this week. Yeah. But we will have KC in studio. And HeismanPundit.com's Chris Houston yeah. talking about Taysom Hill. He was yeah, on his top 25 preseason list. What would it take for BYU fans to accept rejoining the Mountain West Conference? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Toshalin19, it wouldn't be the end of the world in non-football sports, but I don't think any BYU fan would ever be okay with Mountain West Conference football again. Yeah. I agree. It's... Yeah, it, it's, it's good for basketball, but this isn't about basketball. This is ninety percent about football. Been there, done that. Yeah. yeah. At Jordan EJ eleven, great name. The Bible says something about this. Don't look back. <laughs> Mountain West Conference would be going. The good word. Mountain West Conference would be going backward at this point, not moving forward. The next step for BYU is a Power Five conference. It is. At Laser BYU Sheep. will be Indian till then. I think a lifetime supply of cougar tails, which are maple donuts that are like three feet long. Maple uh, bars. Maple bars. Yeah. At Lavella Road Stadium. And J-Dogs. That's what mm. it would take. Yeah. But seriously, that would be a huge setback. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it would be a huge setback. That's great, but really. <laughs> At Ty Tuck. Rights to our home games. Top bowl game every year. Keep our own bowl game money. And move the conference tourney to Provo yearly. We that, can, would, we, that would we be awesome. We can make that work. That would be awesome. At Billy Wonka. The and following steps in order. Join pa- uh, Power 5 Conference. Two independents. Three crazy pills. Four Mountain West Conference. So the Mountain West Conference is below crazy pills? Uh, would you rather go to the Sun Belt or the Mountain West? <laughs> hey, thanks to our guest today, Tarek El-Bashir of CSN Washington and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation for show links and much more. Thanks for the tweets. Keep using hashtag BYUSN to send in your responses and join our conversation. Episodes on demand at BYUSportsNation.com every afternoon and on BYUTV.org slash DVR. For Jerem Jordan and his May mustache, I am Spencer I hit something Linton. over there again. Shout out to Margin Hooks. BYU Sports Nation back to work tomorrow. We know why.